0: hello and welcome to the podcast i am chris mckeegan pt and welcome to episode two of season two of the chris mckeegan podcast um if you have been listening to my podcast for a while this may sound way more professional than normal this is because i'm not just recording on my iphone for the first time um before i introduce my guest um Obviously, please check out my Instagram, Instagram.com forward slash I am Chris McKeegan PT. Check out the website, I am Chris McKeeganPT.com. Um, Facebook, Facebook.com forward slash I am Chris McKeegan PT. Rarely post on it, but you know, it is what it is. Um, so what I've been doing for season two is I've been inviting guests on um, just to have a chat. Um, Not necessarily focusing on fitness, but just chatting to people that I don't think are dickheads, pretty much. Um, So my guest for episode two, um, we met a long time ago, didn't we? A long, long, long time ago. Um, And basically we've been DJing at the same nightclub, bar, whatever you want to call it. For five, six years? About that? Give or take? You you can answer the question if you wish. Um, How long have we known each other? Um, I think it's probably going on uh,
1: beyond ten years now. I think we knew each other when I was DJing at uh we DJed at the chapel for the first time and that's where i met you
0: yeah when we did the silent disco we guy. did a silent disco and guy, you yes. kept fucking playing cheesy records and seeing in my crowd you bastard oh, fair that's fair play. The name of the game my fair friend play to you. Name of the um game. so my guest today is uh my dj pal and i guess say film critic yeah that's, I, I like fi- i like that fi- term very film much film critic uh neil Ramji. neil how the fuck
1: are you I'm very well, Chris. Thank you very much for inviting me onto your podcast. I'm okay. It's strange times that we're going through at this moment in time as the rest of the world sort of rearranges itself. Uh, nothing much has changed for me. I'm still in my little sordid grief hole that I like to call my
0: house. Hey, um, I, quite, I quite like your house. Your, your <laughs> Blu ray collection alone is fucking impressive. Not gonna lie. Thank you. Thank so you. So, we are recording this in Neil's front room. Um, and his, yeah, his Blu ray collection is fucking nuts. Um, if you ever go to Neil's house, have a look at it. Yay! He's got fucking jingle. <laughs> Brilliant. This is going to be fucking stupid. Yes, it is. So, um, yeah, we're just going to have a chat, really. Now, I've invited you on for two reasons. Number one, we've had these conversations many, many, many times at 3, 4 in the morning. I went after, quite drunk. After a few beers, I was yes. about to say. Yeah. Um, but also, you... You're, you're going to be the first guest that isn't in the fitness industry. And I guess it's quite nice to chat to someone who isn't just fucking banging on about benching all the time. So, Or carbs, or protein, or macros. Yeah, I quite, I quite like all of those. Okay, fine. Um, macros, not so much. I haven't really followed them for months, but okay, who has? Okay. Who has? Um. So, like I said, we're just going to have a chat um the first thing i want to ask you and i actually thought about this on the way here in my car Mm -hmm. um and if anybody doesn't give a shit about music or djing turn off now (laughs) but neil do you think the art of the dj is dying slash has died discuss that's a, that's a huge subject, Chris. I know, that's that's an hour of the podcast gone. That's let's talk about
1: it. We've opened up the Kalahari here and we're going to go for a long walk, my friends. Fucking let's go for it. Well, um, the art of DJing, I, th- I think it can be overstated sometimes how artful DJing is because to a lay person, all you're doing is playing other people's art, their yeah. records, their music, and you're just pressing play uh, yeah. to an extent. Yeah. However, you and I know that there is much 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 more to djing than those things correct it is about uh, if you're djing to an audience perhaps you're looking to see what they're reacting to so it's uh, it's it's more of a physical thing you're in the room you're playing other people's records of course you haven't made the records but you're you're trying to uh, curate an evening for an audience to make them enjoy themselves ultimately as a dj you don't want to be playing records to no one that is as much as you would go, oh, I'll just play records and then and, and I'll just play what I want and there'll be no one there, but I'll be happy because I've been playing the music that I wanted to. No, you won't. We've we've been there. We have, but ultimately, <laughs> that's not what you want. You want a full room with everyone enjoying themselves and everyone taking along for the ride that you have created throughout yes, the
0: evening. absolutely. Um, it's, yeah, there's nothing better than, and this sounds really lame, so again, if you're not interested in during your music, turn off now. But connecting with your audience cool. that that's I love that. There's nothing better than when you're having the set of your life, everybody's having a great time, and you are just like you're just playing the right records and you're just everyone's loving it, you're loving it, the vibe of the room's brilliant. Mm-hmm. Not nothing tops that No, it's it's really kind of
1: heroin for audiophiles at the end yeah. of the day.
0: Like I, I would go as far as to say it's probably this is a bold statement it's probably better than one of the best orgasms i've ever had in my life wow i know it's up there but but it it does it does set off the uh,
1: the pleasure receptors when when you are djing like i said ultimately other people's satisfaction is your satisfaction yeah absolutely which i guess is kind of like a good sexual relationship yeah yeah. unless you're an arse (laughs) Um, but Yeah. yeah so the art of djing um is it dying yes um, oh, has it so. become democratised so every, everyone can do it? Yes, which I think is a good thing.
0: Hmm. Oh, that's a debate in itself. Well, I... I, th- I yes, because I know a few people have picked up DJing throughout this global bastard that we're all going through. Um, so it is cool that people can, you know, buy like a 200-quid controller and mm-hmm. learn the ropes. Because yep. when... I mean, I don't know about you, but when I was learning DJ, it was belt-driven turntables and vinyl and having to try and mix belt-driven fucking turntables with beat-to-shit vinyl even you've nicked from your mum and dad's record collection. So much harder. Yeah, uh, my, my stolen records
1: uh, wavered between madonna's like a virgin album which is a classic album oh it's a great record uh uh the birdie song by the tweets yeah um if you remember that one if
0: you're old old like me Uh, well well, hang on we're the same age (laughs) i remember it as well um and abba gold do you know what recently i've had a real newfound appreciation for abba okay like abba gold is a great record it really is Mm
1: yeah I, I, I think that's the thing it's like uh, people have very very uh, preconceived ideas of what DJs like in terms of music uh, depending on what they play perhaps as yeah. well but actually to be a really good DJ you don't need to know just one thing so um, if you're um, for example if you're just a grime DJ and that's all you listen to all the time I don't think you're particu- uh, a particularly good DJ because it doesn't show range it doesn't show knowledge it doesn't show experiences of genres outside yeah. your, your box
0: no I, I, I can agree with that um,
1: which is why that you know when you're playing your house music for example you know at the right moment when to bring in an ABBA record when it's appropriate
0: yeah um I mean I I love I I love everything like you know my gym playlist is death metal I listen to Motown funk yeah you know gangster rap a bit of everything house music and I I I don't know I've always felt that house music has a really nice groove to it even, like, the tougher, more tech house, there's still an underlining groove to it. And I think it's all well and good, like, music having massive bass lines and silly noises, but if it hasn't got the essential groove to it... I don't... I just it's, it doesn't do it for you? No, not really. Okay. Which, which, is why, um, which is why I think a lot of R&B is shit. There, I said it. <laughs> um, I'm not a big fan of R&B
1: either. Um, I'm a Pop-Tart
0: at heart. I love pop i'll tell you my guilty pleasure girl pop oh okay. stuff like sugar babes girls allowed i'm fucking all over it
1: right all over it diana ross and the supreme's the original girl bass yes, mate
0: yeah, yeah I'm, I'm down for that yeah um little mix um, no they've, they've, no, they've, no shout out to your ex um they've, they've done some catchy records but i don't know i think i'm now at that stage where i'm a bit too old to kind of like girls allowed was okay mm. But a Little Mix is a bit like, nah. So,
1: sort of like a, a dad at a Spice Girls concert. Do you, that know, sort of do you know what?
0: I've recently started to feel like that. <laughs> recently started to feel like that. It was when, it was when I was walking through the high street and I went, fucking hell, yeah, I'm sure everyone under 25 looks the same. And then I went, I'm getting old. That's it, it. Yeah.
1: But that does that equally. If everyone looks the same who's under 25, it makes you more distinguished because you're older. It's just because I've got more grey hair on my beard. That's what it is. Um, you're, you're giving Father Christmas a run for his money at cheers moment. mate <laughs> thanks man
0: um, no I just thought it was an interesting question to ask because I feel the art of DJing again like you said some people a lot of people will look at the DJ as the bloke playing music in the corner but what a lot of people don't understand is we are trying to create an atmosphere and you know sure we can create an atmosphere by playing you know the top 20 and just playing all the bangers
1: I, I, I have a simile for that which is basically that's like letting the kids go wild at the pick and mix stand yeah. and, and if they have yeah it's great to have a bit of sugar now and again but you have too much sugar you get sick there's, 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 there's no variety exactly there that. at all and it's not healthy for you either in terms of this sounds snobbish curating a musical diet I think you need to have lots and lots of different elements there and if you're just yeah. listening to pop music all the time which is fine there, there are going to be people who just listen to the most popular things watch the most popular things on TV that's absolutely fine but I just don't think you learn anything about it and I don't think you know about the history of music I think that's equally as important Yeah. and also when your mates are singing along to a 30, 40, 50 year old song
0: and all you listen to is pop music you won't have a Scooby Doo funny that so we um, someone on my Instagram questions asked me the other day if God was a DJ what would he play and I answered Neil Diamond's week. week oh, oh. exactly that because if God really was a DJ he would be he would play the like the biggest sing-along tune in the world, and everyone knows that song. They do, they and, do. And even if you hear it on the radio, every time you always go, da, da, da. Admit it, we all do. However, under COVID circumstances,
1: Sweet Caroline is actually banned, I have to let you know, Chris. Sorry, what? It's banned because there'll be no touching hands, there'll be no oh, reaching out, oh, there'll be no touching me, and there'll be no touching,
0: touching you. you. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it's... Uh... It is a crying shame, but... (laughs) No, you do raise a good point, like... You know, like, if you do go to a wedding for example and mm-hmm. you've never heard of Bon Jovi living on a parade You're, who, but al- who's going to look like the twat yeah but also,
1: also that also speaks to your parents as well because I think you you learn an awful lot uh, about music from the influence that your parents have So that, 100% or, that, like, yeah. we just spoke about the tweets and ABBA and all of that you know the, the, the records that your, your parents had as you were growing up and whether they listened to the radio in the car perhaps but yeah. all of that's gone out the window now because kids in the car don't listen to the radio they have their iPods they have their iPads whatever and they to their own stuff or they listen
0: to fucking Radio 1 it's the same five songs (laughs) or when Coldplay releases a song they bum it to death I'm sorry they do (laughs) I've got time for Coldplay but uh, don't don't get me wrong so have I right but it's all the other fucking wanky knockoffs, like like Snow Patrol get in Mm the bin fuck off Yeah. Uh, Coldplay
1: all the time in the world I, I find very little music on Radio 1 playlist and even the Radio 6
0: playlist to interest me no, I don't either, to be honest. Not really. And it's a Radio, shame. Radio 2, on the other hand, it's fucking marvellous. Yeah, Radio 2 <laughs> is
1: great. Yeah.
0: I do listen to Popmaster and Ken Bruce quite so do I. a lot. Yeah, so do I. Um, I
1: I've, I've always... I I went I tried to go on Popmaster and I got through. Um, I did not know And you, you had to... You had, when you go through to master to be on the show. Yeah. They, always, they do a little um, phone sort of quiz. To, they ask you five questions over okay. the phone to make sure that you're not an absolute dumbass. <laughs> um, and I got asked my five questions, and I got all of them right, apart from one, which was who had a song called um, I Fought the Law in 1960. The Clash? No, in 1964. Oh. I think it was 64, anyway. 64? Um, um, yeah. I wouldn't have a clue. Okay, so I Fought the Law was a cover, Uh, Of course it is, yeah By uh, a band called the Bobby Fuller four but I said the Bobby Fuller five and they were like oh okay you didn't get that oh, I said well I was quite close oh come on so come on let me on I'm, I'm not stupid like the rest of the people you put on the radio um and then they also said I was too young at the time as well I was, I was 24 <laughs> so <laughs> they were like no you're too young to come on Popmaster so pretty sure that's ageist that's my lame claim to fame uh, that's, that's with pretty ageist so but going back to your question so um DJing I think is awesome for lots and lots of people nowadays who who felt that there were barriers in the way and, and don't get me wrong when we both started there were plenty of barriers in the
0: way equipment oh, yeah. costs oh, where mate. to dj yeah
1: ingratiating yourself
0: with djs around you Try, so you could get. I tell you what, what trying to get hold of records when we were younger fucking yeah. hell yeah i used to um there used to be a record shop here um stand up records yep i used to have to go there bearing in mind i would have been what 14, 15, 16 Mm -hmm. I'd have to get the train There was a good 20 minute train Mm -hmm. All the way over To spend You know A couple of hours In the shop Listen to all the songs Mm -hmm. And once a month I'd make the trek To Hard to Find Records Which was in Birmingham Yep I know the one And uh, me and my mate Would spend the entire day In there And Tell me If this sounds familiar Friday night You listen to Pete Tong's Essential Selection Yep He plays a song Mm -hmm. You go That's fucking brilliant Uh huh You know, he then tells you what the song is. So you write down on your bit of paper. You go, right, (laughs) I'm going. Stick with me. Oh, I'm with you. So I'm going to write down a bit of paper. I'm going to go to the record shop tomorrow and I'm going to try and hunt it down. So, you you know, you go to your record shop. Yeah. You find it. Yeah. Pick it up. You're so fucking excited. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I found the song that Pete Tong played last night. Go to the counter. Put it down. You pay for it. You rush home. You pull it out, you take it out of his paper sleeve. Hang on, we're still talking about the record here? Yeah? yeah, we're not talking about Sex, Neil. Okay. You put it out of the paper sleeve, you put it on your turntable, you press start, you put the needle on it, you hear the pop and the crack. You only went and bought the wrong fucking mix, didn't you? You, uh, di- you didn't buy the original mix, you bought some shit remix of it. And it that's, has that, happened. And that's nine, ten £10 gone. And number thing, records were really expensive. What? They were, they like, were. But like, this is this. This goes back to the. I
1: mean, there's a lots of things like records. Record the value of music has considerably gone down. Yeah, absolutely. When you, when we used to uh, grow up, um, so I used to listen to a lot of hardcore and metal music. Um, if I wanted the latest corn album, I'd go to Virgin, R. Price. These places no longer exist. But let's say um, HMV or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's uh it was 14.99 or 15.99 yeah. just for the album right and this is back in 1998 yeah, 99, yeah, yeah. around that time and um that you know 16 quid was a lot of money yep. back then um but that meant also that you would cherish and value that album and make sure that you got the most out of it by listening to as much of it as possible i tell you
0: what i used to um like if i um my CDs got like a crack on the case. Uh-huh. I would replace the case. Yeah, yeah. Because like, like you said, you know, you're paying. Sometimes, like you said, sometimes like, I remember paying um, 16.99 for the Eminem Slim Shady album, mm-hmm. and I was like, I've nearly dropped 20 quid on a record. Mm-hmm. That's two months Spotify. Well, this for is na- it. For this nowadays. Is it. This is it. Well, the,
1: the the modern The modern sort of dilemma is: Do I pay 15 pounds for a record, which isn't now 15 pounds for an album? Or do I pay £15 to listen to as many albums as I want for exactly. the entire month?
0: Exactly. Well, it's a no-brainer, um, isn't it?
1: Is it, though? Because what I would say is that when you bought that Eminem album, for example, you would listen to all the tracks on the um, oh, yeah. on, 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 on the record, right?
0: Yeah, still uh, got it. Cool. Well, there we go. It's, still it's got stood it. the test of
1: time. Yeah. What, but how, how about if I had a £15 Spotify account? I'm just cherry-picking the songs I know From and the, the, the songs I like from the radio, yeah, yeah. I'm not getting an album experience, which I think is really enriching and can take you on a journey yeah, as well, oh, mate, but absolutely. also it becomes a little bit your own, so I like to think of Radio One or whatever it is, their playlist, so they play the same songs over and over again during the daytime, right? Yeah. Um, and it becomes Stockholm Syndrome, so you you suddenly have an affinity with your um, kidnapper, essentially, you, <laughs> right. start to, you start to like these songs, right? Um, and I think that th- there's an element of Stockholm Syndrome when you buy an album. So, for example, when you bought that Eminem album and you listened to it multiple times, yeah, um, you would start to then like some of the album tracks on there that weren't singles and go, oh, actually, I really, really like this one. Oh, I quite like this one now. I'm I,
0: into it. I'll give you my twist on this, because mm. you're sort of right. Um, I'm sort of right. <laughs> <laughs> from, from my point of view anyway, so let's say... Um, I had a really good example in my head Um, Block Party Silent Alarm Mm -hmm. probably to this day one of my favourite records ever in terms of start to finish can listen to the whole thing yeah but there's one track on there that I'm not overly keen on right however I won't skip it I always just go well it's only one song it's only three minutes and I get all the good ones again so I just go through it Mm -hmm. so it's not a case of I enjoy the song but I will happily sit there and listen to it knowing the good shit still to come.
1: But if you were a 15 quid Spotify, you'd just go, right, block party, um, helicopters, banquet. Yeah. Whatever. Flux, whatever. Yeah. All the
0: bangers. Yeah. Um, done. Hunting for witches, and that's it. Yeah, pretty much. Nothing else. Uh, and this is what I mean by the art of the DJ. So, when again, when we were growing up, um, if you wanted to start off as a DJ, you'd have to do the warm-up set. Mm-hmm. You can't play... <laughs> top 100 beat port in a warm up set you'll get fucking chucked out yeah um, and I <sighs> you basically
1: can't rob all the big records that the main act would play
0: yeah and it's uh, um... I I quite like I quite like being a warm up DJ because you can experiment a little bit you know that song that you like you um, downloaded mm-hmm. you go that would sound really cool but I know I can't play it in the main set I know. I'll play it early in the night. See how it's uh, see how it sounds on the big system. Whatever. <laughs> um, yeah. Even like listening to um, like old Sasha and Digweed albums and stuff like that. Like they really take you on a journey. But uh, And that sounds cliched as fuck. No, like a no, it's not DJ take on a journey. No, but no, they, no it's not. But they really do, Like they really. And I think any good DJ, if they can take you on a journey, regardless if it's forty-five minutes, an hour, three hours, five hours, whatever. That's, that is, a, for me, that's a, that's a good DJ.
1: But I, I just think the modern mindset is not there, that people don't want to be taking on a journey. They've worked all week, Monday to Friday, nine to five. This yeah. is me being devil's advocate. I don't necessarily believe in it, but I'm also uh, cognizant of a different viewpoint, which yeah. is that they've worked their ass off all week. Friday, Saturday night is their leisure time. Yeah. They want to go out and have a great time. And to them, in their head, what they think is a great time is to listen to all the songs they've listened to all during the week, on yeah. the radio or television or whatever it is, and just want to hear those out with their mates while they get drunk. Yeah. Um, I don't think people want to make an effort or it seems like more work to them if they want to go on a different journey. However, if you can tap into the mindset of all the people that are there uh, in your bar or your, your night your, your nightclub or your, your dance floor and go, you know what? I'll play you a few stuff that you know and then I'll smoothly mix it into stuff. And you because the beats are the same and the rhythm's the same, and maybe you'll start to like this you and start hook, to enjoy it. Yeah. And there's a hook in here. The problem I have with modern audiences, and particularly younger audiences, and it is a Spotify generation thing, and I'm sorry if that sounds like I'm an old man but it's it's true (laughs) (laughs) Um, that um, uh, younger audiences don't have the patience that older ones do Um, and uh, they don't want to go on this journey they don't want to hear anything unfamiliar yeah um it's just sugar all the time i just want to hear all the sugary hits yeah. all the time and i'm not interested in listening to anything but that i'm not saying it's it's hard and fast for everyone because obviously there are exceptions to the rule i think there's a, a really really sort of emerging house scene um you look where you watch the boiler rooms some boiler room sets not all boiler yeah, rooms no. But some boiler room sets they just get into it and go with it. Other yeah. times it's just like they will stop dancing if they don't really know the song or whatever, yeah. or if it seems too weird. Um, but yeah, I, I think I think the other thing with DJing that I have to say to you is I've taught a few people to DJ and they 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 they're beat matching, beat mixing, whatever you want to call it, is terrible. But right, what they okay. are are excellent selectors. Yeah. So they will play a record and they will fade it down and then fade the next one in. But it will be a perfect sort of journey, if we're yeah, going to go back yeah, to yeah. that term, to take you on. And it will be a perfect fit. It will be almost like a, a curated album that they're making up as they go hmm. along. And they're very, very, some people are excellent at that, but really bad at the technical side of things.
0: This is another thing with DJing as well. There's so many different kinds of DJs. So You've got like the technical wizards, mm-hmm. you know, like your Sasha's, your James Sibelias. You scratch DJs like Craze, um, A-Track, uh-huh. you know, there's so, so many different things. And it's a really good point we say about, you know, you taught people and they're not great at beat matching, but they can go on a really cool journey. Grandmaster Flash, mm-hmm. one of the best DJ sets I've ever seen, can't mix for shit. Right. Really can't. But he literally went on like this. This was, this must be back in like 1999. Mm-hmm. And... For those of you who don't know who Grandmaster Flash is, he pretty um, he did he invent the scratch or did he popularise it? He popularised it. He learned on the streets. Grand Wizard, no, um, Grand Wizard Theodore. Hang who the fuck could have fuck
1: invented it? Grand Wizard is, isn't that a Ku Klux Klan thing? Probably. I hope not. I, hope <laughs> I not.
0: think it's. <laughs> um, oh mate, I'm. Um, I i can not remember if he. He, I, he definitely popularized. It. I'm not yeah, sure I think it's one of these it. things like where people say that Michael Jackson invented the moonwalk, and he, he, didn't. Definitely he didn't. He learned it off yeah. people off the streets. Um, anyway, Grandmaster Flash, a hip hop pioneer, um, you could argue. Um, no, it's no argument. It's true. He, he is. Yeah. He's a dick. He's a dick now because right. I've had to warm up for him, and in fact, I'll tell you the story in a second. Okay. Um, but he's a hip hop pioneer, um, and he pretty much. Again, not sure he invented it, but he definitely popularized the notion of uh, playing the break samples of funk and soul records yep. to extend the fun parts of the records, blah, 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 um, So I went to see him back in 1999. Where uh, was that? Homeland's Festival in Winchester. Okay. Um, and he basically had his two turntables and he had crates of records behind him and he had like his mates with cronies like running off and getting these records for him and he was literally just you know playing like these breaks um, like these 15 second samples of breaks and looping them with two copies of the record and like he was just fucking going all over the place like technically it was a shit set and he's scratching is crap like back then back in the 80s it was amazing but he's mm-hmm. not progressed any further right but just the fact that he was playing like blondie then the white stripes and then something else and something else and then he's playing these old jungle records i'm just like fuck me he's going all over the place right i had a great time so you know you don't have to be the best beat matcher in the world um to be a good dj i just think as long as you can rock a party or if you're like a bar dj for example take someone on a journey or create an atmosphere then that's what you need to do okay but my Grandmaster Flash story... Yes. I, well, I warmed up for him. Yes. And I shit you not, Neil. Um, he had his um, handler with him. Mm-hmm. Gave me um, a document. It was about 30 pages. And there was just a list of songs I was not allowed to play. Okay, so... A, a list, like a good 300-odd songs I was not allowed to play. No Boyzone. No... No Boyzone. No Aqua. Um, it, was, it was... If you think of... Any DJ trying to do a classic hip hop set, uh-huh. pretty much every song you think of was on that list. Oh, so God. I decided to play half, and was like, "Fuck you, mate!" Did and, you? Yeah, he gave me a right bollocking afterwards. He was not happy, but whatever. Okay, you're no. never going to DJ with grass Flash <laughs> ever again. But you did, and I did. that's the thing. I did, yeah. Oh, that's the thing. Um, I've, I've DJed for a couple of big names. Most of them don't even talk to me, uh... which is
1: fine. Uh, nothing changes, Chris. No, nothing changes.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, I knew I knew that would be a decent topic to start off with. Okay. Yeah, it was a good topic, meaty topic. It was, um, and I've probably lost half my listeners, but whatever. Okay. But hey ho. Um, there was something that you mentioned, and um, you had it on your list of things to talk about. Um, you're, you're hovering your finger over the record button.
1: That's fine. It's fine. Okay, I just wasn't sure if
0: you're going to stop it or not. No, no, no.
1: Um,
0: Younger generation having zero patience. Yeah.
1: So I've already scraped over this probably in terms of music. Um, Younger generation not patient enough to listen to music that they have never heard before get into a groove. So that's that's part of it. I'd say probably because I'm a film critic, freelance film critic as well
0: um i think the same applies to film and i see that quite frequently yeah we've had many a discussion about <laughs> you trying to tell me to watch these films and i go yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah I'll, and i'll never do i just preface this to anyone because i'm just like marvel films or stuff yeah exactly films.
1: yeah um, i'm so one of them just to preface this chris is actually in my house at the moment and in front of him he has a pile of blu-rays probably of which he's never seen or heard of um, um, I've and, heard
0: I've heard of Rocket Man. Okay,
1: <laughs> that, that's from I, work. I've not <laughs> seen it. <laughs> okay. um, but anyway, so my my, my sort of uh, I don't know thing in life is just to try and encourage people to watch things outside their comfort zone and so experience things in the same way that I would with music. Yeah. So I kind of transfer that um, idea into into my film watching, and I I I, I, I the greatest joy that I can have. To see someone who goes oh yeah that film that you suggested I watched it and it was pretty good it was alright or it was pretty good or at least they went and watched it and had a reaction I, yeah. think. I gave it a chance uh, whereas when people don't I just get a bit frustrated but anyway so yeah um, Modern Youth Today I think the, the, that probably uh, Modern Youth of Today it really does sound like I'm an old man moaning um, and I apologise for that because I am kind of young at
0: heart still I, I like to think I'm not how old i actually am i definitely don't do you not feel like you're an adult chris do you know what um i had i can't remember who i had the discussion with but um have you ever had to like go to the bank or like the estate agent or someone like that and you sit down and you chat to them and you think this this person yeah they they are like a proper adult you know they've got a proper job they're wearing a suit and a tie this person's an adult. and you realise you're only 21. You're like fuck's sake! Yeah, quite that frequently. happens to me all the time. Yeah. I, I, mentally, I'm probably the same as was well I was 18, except for I like going to Waitrose now. <laughs> That's probably the only difference. I, I like some of the finer things in life. Okay. Um, but I still fucking I still skateboard to work. I don't
1: think that's necessarily childish, it's just not conventional. It's not conventional at all. But
0: then what is convention and who decides what convention is? True. I listen to gangster rap, you know? I, I, These are the sort of things that, to quote to quote my mum, you need to grow the fuck up, son. 38-year-olds uh, Th- don't listen to rap music. They fucking do. They do? They do, because rap's great.
1: They do. Um, I, I, I think I, I struggle with the idea of being an adult, um... Although I've sort of matured over the last few years uh, with regards to it. And, uh, so there's nothing stopping me, for example. I don't know. I buy things like, I don't know, what's, what's really
0: childish? Oh, Lego. There
1: we go. Well, Lego's so, amazing. <laughs> no, in we, fact, you've got all not, the
0: Lego Simpson characters, haven't
1: you? I have got all the Lego Simpsons characters. Amazing. But I, I don't like to populate my house with pointless plastic crap, uh, which I clearly have done, but they are pretty cool. They're um, wicked. But I have very, very childish tendencies in terms of things I collect. And uh, you know, I, do you know
0: what? I think everybody should. I say this to everyone I meet: do something for your inner child once a day. Do something that? What? Sorry. Do something for your inner child once a day. So, that, what, sorry, make- right. a day. so okay. you know you like Sinton's lego there's nothing wrong with building a bit of lego i almost went and bought the um uh the lego big fuck off uh, millennium falcon during yeah, yeah, lockdown. Yeah, yeah, that, no, that was gonna be my lockdown project but then it was 600 quid yeah, oh, and, it's mm, nah. it i expensive? did i did find a site that does knockoffs and it was 40 quid um but the site got taken down
1: ah okay well just to preface this i'm i'm i, I don't Necessarily, consistently build or buy Lego. Or oh just, no, no, it's just, just, just an example.
0: example. Um, but things like um, I spoke to someone recently, and they're like, "I really like jam sandwiches," but my partner tells me that, you know, for kids, I'm like, "So fucking what? If you want to have a jam sandwich every day, have a fucking jam sandwich every day." But do you know what I mean? That like people just go, "Oh, that's childish." But then once again, I go back to what I was saying:
1: who sets what is conventional and who's
0: and what some, is not? Some twat does. And someone then, somewhere is going, "Oh, you can't, you can't have." bitty bear sandwiches you're over 30 perhaps if you were
1: mainlining 40 episodes of Peppa Pig in a day I'd probably go hang on a minute mate probably better things you could be doing with your time true but but now and again if you wanted to watch Peppa Pig for example you know one or two episodes nothing wrong with it no go for it Um, you know I I, last week I I nailed an entire box set of um, DuckTales why not oh
0: mate DuckTales is amazing. Yeah, the original DuckTales. Oh, of course, It yeah. got
1: rebooted. Um, Did but, it? But, but I don't really subscribe to the idea of these are adult things that we need to be doing and these are childish things that we should stop doing. Yeah. Um, I think that we, once again, take a lot of these notes from our parents and older people and go, well, this is how adults should act. They should wear shirts and they should wear trousers and they yeah. should wear, you know, whatever and, and, and act in a certain manner. And that's fine. Everyone's free to do what they want to do. Yes. For me, there may come a point where I will stop wearing T-shirts, uh,
0: G-shocks, and, <laughs> and wearing Vans. Please don't ever <laughs> stop doing that. I probably won't. I mean, fucking, I'd spent 85 quid on a pair of pink trainers. <laughs> but there's
1: nothing wrong with that. No, there isn't. There is nothing wrong with that. I, I, I just think that, in fact, I feel sorry for the people who have adulted themselves. Because yeah, I think they're missing out. I
0: know exactly who, yeah, I know but, exactly the kind of people you're talking about. I won't... So I've never named names on my podcast, but there is someone that I know who is... Simon. We'll, we'll go with Simon. <laughs> wrong, wrong, wrong gender, but we'll go with Simon. We'll go with Simone. So Simone, um, uh, bless her, she's like 26? That's young. Very young. Very young, but went to that house not long ago, and it was honestly like going to my nan's house. There was antiques everywhere. There was knitting. Does and she I... live with other people? Like No. I think. Right. No, and I just thought... This I never would have got this vibe from you. It wasn't until I went to your house that But there's equally nothing wrong with that. I think, that's, is, that's, I think that's cool. ultimately if that's your thing, fair enough. Like there's no like you said, there's no right or wrong. Mm. If you wanna live in you know, live in dated decor and have VHS tapes and go nuts.
1: Okay. I've got VHS
0: tapes. Yeah, but you know, you've got like yeah, ten thousand yeah, 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 movies yeah, yeah, on your yeah, shelf, yeah, so yeah. what do I know? Yeah. Um but young people being impatient fuck yes yeah they are I mean then well, they grew up in the streaming
1: world they grew up in I, it on, uh, they, it's, it's, it's the fact that they've grown up in a, in a world where things are on demand all the but, time do you know what?
0: that was literally the point I was going to raise like nowadays you've got TikTok which is 10 second videos and that can't even hold their attention okay TikTok's like, old news now
1: isn't it I, 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 I can't keep up
0: I downloaded it couldn't get my head around it deleted it okay like nah but, but, the, but, the,
1: but that is the, the the fact that there is a whole generation of young people who have grown up with instantaneous satisfaction. Yeah, like literally that. And it's there. Oh, I want to listen to this really obscure um, song by Little Mix, for example. I don't know, whatever it is. Yeah. Oh, like two seconds, get my phone out. Bink, 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 there. Now, 98, 99. Oh, we'd have to hunt for that. Save
0: up. Yeah. Go to the shop. Buy it. Come back. In fact, I am... Um... <laughs> I think I told you this story, but I... Um, Wait for it to come out on the Monday. <laughs> years and years ago, I listened to a DJ Shadow um, DJ mix, and halfway through, there was a really cool, really fucking cool rap song. And for years and years and years and years, I couldn't figure out who it was. I, I asked all my hip-hop mates, and as I got older... And Shazam didn't exist. And Shazam didn't... We'll, we'll get into that. <laughs> okay, So... Go- like Google, st- like came around, I started trying to remember the lyrics and Googling uh-huh. them, got nowhere. Right. Shazam came out, I was like, Shazam's got to know, surely. Yeah. No, oh. no joy. And I and I thought to myself, right, that's it. It's doom and gloom for the rest of my life. Right. About five years later, I listened to it again. And I'm like, I wonder if I could Google the lyrics this time. Googled the lyrics, found what the song was called, but it wasn't released digitally. The only way I could get it was to buy it on 7-inch, and it cost me an awful lot of money. Okay. Um, must have been a really good song. It's a fucking banger. Okay. Um, I I have since ripped it onto MP3. I'll send it your way. But it is an absolute fucking banger of okay. a rap tune. Okay. I love it. Cool. Now, in my luck, I'll look on Spotify later, and it's there, for fuck's sake. What, there's an example of patience of the older generation, then. Yeah, like... Even, like... so Another example we would have had is nowadays really, nowadays na- like now, <laughs> nowadays. Like, like nowadays for example coldplay they <laughs> premiere their song on radio one yeah and i guarantee you oh it's now available on itunes you can now play it on spotify mm-hmm. whereas um in fact one example i do remember um groove jet by spiller mm. i remember that first hearing that in the march of that year it went huge in ibiza and it didn't get released to the mainstream to October so that was nearly a year or a good nine months of having to listen to this song mm-hmm. before I could physically own it that it, doesn't happen anymore
1: no it doesn't but the anticipation's gone oh
0: and, it's dead isn't it uh, dead which it.
1: I kind of enjoyed the anticipation because it was kind of yeah. like, oh waiting until Monday until all the singles get yeah, released yeah um, I'll be down there with my pocket money whatever I've saved up from my little yeah. job um, but anyway that's the y- it is what it is and I know that I I also know that equally older people are to blame for not to I I say not they're not impatient but they're probably they cast aside a lot of things that young people get into yeah so for example I would say that um older older people well we've just done it a minute ago we were dissing TikTok for example uh, which to young people they're like, Well why are they why are they putting TikTok down for? And I'm thinking, actually TikTok is great for a certain type of person, but it's not for me and I can't it's see not any- for me, and I right. can't
0: see any use for it, but great for anyone else who wants to use it, right? Yeah. Um I've just had a I've just had a funny thought. So there's us going, Young people are impatient these days. Yeah. Have you tried to explain to your parents how to set up an iPhone? <laughs> <laughs> yeah fucking hell (laughs) fuck me yeah I've set up all of their tech yeah I had a a friend of mine the other day asking me an iPhone related question I was just I don't know if it's just because I'm technologically minded and I keep up that sort of thing but I just think how such a long winded way of saying a nerd but go on yep nerd how can you have had an iPhone for this long and never backed it up uh yeah okay like oh I've got an iPhone 6 and it's and you know, it's, it's stopped working. Cool, yeah. have you backed up. No, well, you're a fucking idiot, aren't you? You absolute moron. <laughs> how I, old? How old were they? Like my age. Okay. Like well, I back my phone up every night. But then once night. again, like
1: you and I, because we work with music and stuff, we use computers quite a bit, and all the rest of it. We're a bit more
0: technological-minded. And also, have you ever had like 250 gigabytes of music disappear from your hands? Because I have. It's shit. Two hundred and fifty gig. Oh, Mate, one of my um, one of my laptops. So before I went to um, the Mac side, I used to have this fucking lugging seventeen-inch PC laptop that I used um, like for my DJing when right. I started using Serato. Um, and one day it just stopped working, and I was like, ah, it'll be alright. I'll pull the hard drive out. Couldn't do that. Couldn't turn it on. Took it to the shop. There was no way they could extract the data. That was it. That was. Dead. It was dead. There was years of music just gone. Didn't you back it up, mate? No, I didn't. Which, <laughs> is, which is why I now back it up religiously. <laughs> My MacBook every week goes, you haven't backed up for a week. Right. All right, OK, I'll do it right. now. OK, OK. It takes fucking ages. But I'm,
1: I'm always quite smart about backing things up. I've got two hard drives. I've got one that I use for everyday sort of things. Yeah, yeah. Um, And then I have a backup, which I back up probably once every month. Yeah. And that backup lives in a wardrobe.
0: You sound just like my dad. He well, had, it
1: lives in the wardrobe just in yeah. case anything happens, and I know well, I can go to the wardrobe and I've got yeah, yeah. at least got a month. I might have lost a month's worth yeah. of stuff.
0: My um, so my old man. He um, he's got like the wireless backup Apple thing, so it automatically backs up wirelessly to a mm-hmm. hard drive in the house. So he's got five of those, and he updates all five at the same time. So if one goes down, he's got enough. An, and I'm like.
1: What, that's a what, bit excessive. What's your dad five. got
0: to, to talk back up? I don't know. I don't really care, to okay. be honest. Okay. Um but yeah, he has like five hard drives just in case if they all go down. and I'm like, that's over cautious, but whatever. Prudence. Yeah. Prudence. So, young people and old people it seems, not having patience with stuff. Yes. Um, I think we can agree on that. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um what what does Neil want to talk about now? I don't know, what was on our list? What was on our list? Let me have a look. It's, it's lucky we uh
1: We made a list to remember what we were going to talk about. Because we're old. <laughs> because <laughs> we have no patience.
0: Okay, so um, we had self-image. The, oh, the dating scene. That's a good one. Let's talk about the dating scene because without going too much into it, I have um, recently become single. Yeah. Um, we will leave that there. Um, so I've now re-entered the dating pool. I have no words for that soundbite Neil (laughs) so I've re-entered the dating pool um, and this was my experience so I you know split up with the girl and I go right Tinder let's go Mm -hmm. download Tinder three days later I see her on there and I go nah I'm not ready to date yet delete it oh she went back on it as well yeah nice which you know fair enough Um, you know it's gonna happen Yeah, of course. I'm okay with it, but it was just... Well, no, no, you you should be okay with it because you had the same intention to go back on it as well. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 no. It's like, but, you know, like seeing her on there just made me go, actually, I'm just, I'm not, I'm not ready to date right now. I've just come out of a relationship. I'm just going to chill for a bit.
1: Okay. Um,
0: But, again, just the dating scene's fucked, isn't it? Is it? I think so like i know this podcast is probably just gonna come across as two old men having a whinge but when i was a young lad compared to now it's completely fucking different is it yeah it was different in, for me in the sense that i didn't know what women
1: were when i was a young lad. but keep going
0: okay we'll come on to that later um so when i was a nipper so when i was like 18 years old like the internet uh-huh. pretty much was a new thing um and my, my them, f- fucking hell, the first mobile phone I ever had, you couldn't store phone numbers, so I had to walk around with a bit of paper of all my mates' numbers on there, in case I need, <laughs> I know shit, in case I needed to get all of them. So you know, you go on a night out and you see a girl, you're like, hang on a minute, let me get my phoila fax out so I can write your number on it. But that, that would be the thing, though, wouldn't it? You'd have to like charm them, buy them a drink, chat to them all night, walk them home, blah 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 blah. blah, blah. And that was just the way it was. And then that ar- was courting for you, was it? courting? Yep. Okay. And then you'd arrange to meet them, may- maybe during the week, and then you wouldn't hear from them for those three or four days until you met up with them. That was anticipation. Yeah. Whereas now, like, you know, you match a girl on Tinder, you message, you message, you message, you swap numbers, you carry on, you text, you text, you text. Is you that text, how it works? Right. Te- okay. You text on. for fucking ages, and then. You either eventually meet up or, like, you've, you've messaged for so long and, and then you just lose interest in it. Yeah, I, d- I just don't know, mate. I, I, I mean, my experiences of Tinder is nothing like that, but... I've... Uh, so I've been on Tinder, like, th- three times in my entire life and they've, none of them have ever been remotely successful. Um,
1: but... I, I, well, Well, let me just kind of... Tell my sob story at the same time while you say so your your measure of success will probably um, differ vastly to mine um i went on tinder after my last relationship um took me about four or five months um and i had i don't know what i did wrong i, I basically had very very f- few matches at all right um I, I was on there for about a year uh, and then uh i decided to delete it because it was consuming time I was chasing something that it wasn't it wasn't giving me the satisfaction that I needed so so, um, uh, I had no matches oh I say no matches I had very few matches yeah yeah and and they never amounted to anything apart from a bit of chit chat yeah and I thought you know what I am this is not going to work for me. I was on Bumble as well, and it, yeah, was, a, yeah. it was the same story. Now, I, I probably form into the, the bottom echelons of what people would call attractive on, on those platforms. Oh, because, nonsense. No, no no, yeah. no, 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 But in terms of uh, demographics and stuff, so uh, black women and Asian men are at the bottom tiers of uh, the people that are swiped over the most. Uh, swipe left, that's is right, isn't it? Okay. Swipe, swipe left. So so uh, I fall into those two, th- those categories, and I'm, I'm like, okay, fine. I won't win someone over with my looks, but perhaps I can win some over with my wit and my personality. Ding! Uh, <laughs> so, so um, I had a quite a witty bio. If you can get past, if people are just scanning photos, fine. If, if, if that's anyone, what, what, if someone's after a shag or just something very superficial, great. It's photos. You know, we're humans. This is what we react to that stimulus. Um, So my bio was quite witty and funny. I thought it was better than most of the bios that I read on, on the platform, but it didn't work for me. No. So I became very despondent, and now I'm at the point where I'm just like why make an effort anymore I've grown my hair I've grown my beard and I just don't care and right. I'm happy Hey, I'll my I'm i happy beard. apart from the fact that I haven't had sex in a long time and I miss sex and I actually do more so than sex actually I do miss being in a couple in a loving relationship and that's ultimately what I want
0: if there aren't any single ladies Neil is very attractive I can hook, <laughs> I can hook you up um, if need be um, I am I want to get your opinion on this um, on. because I chatted to a mate about this and they agreed with me and then I spoke to a female about it and they got a female yeah yeah and they got so offended so <laughs> Go on. as you know with Bumble the object of it is the lady makes the first move now yeah I'm gonna put it out there women cannot chat up for shit and I'll tell you why for years and years 10 years before Bumble, mm. it was always the men that mm. had to chat up the woman. Yes, is that like that's that's not me being a sexist pig, it was always the men chatting no, up that, the women. That's that's it goes back to the whole chivalry thing. yeah. It's yeah, the, yeah. the man
1: is in is is seemed as, as being not in charge necessarily, but but he's the guy who would he's have one to, that has
0: to do the chasing, chasing uh, and do anything in terms of that, making decisions, I yeah. guess. Yeah, and um. And so we've, you know, men have had years and years and years of being able to chat the chat or do the chat ups or whatever. Mm. Women never have never had to do that. And now that they've given this platform to do it, they come up with, hey. I think a lot of men are like that as well. Though. Yeah. I, d- um. I d- like, Do you know what? I just think a lot of people, and I've been guilty of this as well on my brief times on it, someone will go, hey, and you'll just go, well, that wasn't witty or interesting enough. Bye. And I think that goes back to your point earlier of people just impatient. like They expect, you know, you swap, right, cool, it's a match. Then they expect them to say the perfect thing uh-huh. yeah, and yeah, they yeah. can go, oh my God, this this person's amazing. And yep. that's, that's, I'm sorry, but that's not how relationships work. We've been fed lies by films like Notting Hill. Yeah. So my it's... last, I would say maybe my last four or five relationships have all been because I've met someone organically or... For whatever reason, like it, like dating sites haven't come but, but into that's it. That's the perfect thing for me anyway, it's meeting someone organically. Yeah, and it, it does happen, and it's that whole cliche of, well, it'll happen when you least expect it, uh-huh. but it fucking does. I met someone, it, admittedly, it, it didn't last very long, um, but, you know, I've, I met someone once waiting for a bus. That's cute. Yeah, we were both going to the same place, which oh, is even cuter. Right. Um...
1: And, you know, I've. Or was that a decision that happened when you started chatting together?
0: You know what? I'm actually getting out here as well. <laughs> no, so I um, we both had to go to the um, to the garage to pick up our cars. We both just happened to live relatively nearby. Okay. And that was that. That's really nice. See, organ- it, it... organically meeting, I think, is the ultimate for the most people. I mean, don't take a relationship advice on me. I've never had a relationship last longer than a year and a half. Ooh. Yeah, I'm one of them. Oh. I've got my whole life without having. I guess, in quite a serious relationship. Interesting. That
1: mean, I mean, people may suggest that there is either something inherently wrong with all the women that you've no, ever No, no, there's, or de- something there's something. definitely
0: <laughs> something wrong with me. Yeah. Definitely. I don't, I, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's... I've been told numerous times that I am an emotionless bin bag. Which oh, is... Chris! Ooh. Have you deliberately set these fucking buttons so you can stitch me up you have i have i have been told i'm an emotionless bin bag and i i'm maybe not the best at portraying my emotions like communication especially when it comes to you know a female that i'm interested in i'll admit i'm not that great at communicating
1: but i think you have the advantage that most a lot of people don't have which is um you're good-looking. You have the number is true. Uh, you're, okay, well, let me then give you a little backhand on that one. You're okay. conventionally good-looking.
0: Okay, all
1: right, we'll go with that. Okay, um, you have a a good personality, an interesting personality, Thank a personality you. that a lot of women I think would want to sort of crack or maybe get under un, underneath because that's, actually ooh, yeah actually because actually I, th- I think when i when i look at your personality i think yeah there's all this stuff going on around it but by actually i don't necessarily always see what's lying underneath that i think that's i think a, a lot of spot on. well i think a lot of things for women it's like you're a bit of an enigma so i want to see underneath the surface and, yeah. and that's what's attractive that's an attractive quality yeah yeah I think a lot of I think a lot of women think think that way. Certainly, they have about me. It's like I want to know what goes on behind all of this. What makes them tick? Yeah. Um, so you've got
0: you've got an awful lot going for you, Chris. Oh,
1: stop it. You have. You also, you also don't look your age, but that
0: looks. Do you, like, do you know what? And I, I know this makes me sound really fucking arrogant, but I don't think I look my age either. No, you don't. I you I, don't I, I love when people go, "You're how old?" Sorry, that's me dropping a seven up. <laughs> um, I love when people go, "You're how old?" Like, yeah you're never 38 trust me i am mm-hmm. i'm starting to feel it mm-hmm. starting to get those weird pains in your hips that everyone talks about oh, is that what it is? i think it's just from heavy squatting if i'm right, being honest okay. um but yeah i've 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 often thought that dating nowadays is so different to when we were younger and i think I, it just we're, f- we're a lot less patient again because Again, I thought about... I don't know why the fuck I thought about this. I thought about this on a car journey not that long ago. Of all my friends, of all the people I went to school with, there's only one... There's only one couple that I'm aware of that got together when we were at school and they're still together now. Mm-hmm. But everyone else, you know, they've been divorced, had multiple partners, blah, 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 blah. And it's... Look at your grandparents' age. Like, everyone's grandparents been together for the fucking hundred years. Yeah. Hundreds of years,
1: but but the sanctity of what a relationship consists of and working at a relationship, I think, yeah, sig- significantly diminished, which is why divorce rates go up, oh, people time. break up more. Um, I think, and I think that goes for us as well. It's like. How much are you willing to work at a relationship? And sometimes it, you're, I think, also between maybe I'm speaking for myself here rather than you, but I think that sometimes I'm fed ideals of what I think a relationship should be, and sometimes yeah. they don't always match up. Yeah. And whether that's through watching TV, films, or watching other people, yeah. Um, I think that sometimes I have this idealized notion of what a relationship should consist of.
0: This um, is true. Like, even like, even friends of mine who I think have got perfect relationships, they will every now and again just go, oh, he's fucking doing my head in. Or, oh, she's doing my head in. But quite often you don't hear that no, because it's behind don't. closed doors, yeah. isn't it? Um, I've... Again, in my head I've always gone, I will know when I've met the one because I will just know. You believe in the one. The one. I d- The Highlander. The one. I don't... Right. Here's my thought on it. Mm-hmm. I don't believe in the one, as in the one singular. Mm-hmm. I do believe that there are maybe like... Pull a number out of the hand. Maybe like 250, the ones. And you eventually meet one of them. And then you end up spending your life with that one and the other 249 fuck off somewhere no. else. So you don't believe in I, a singular soulmate? I don't believe in... In a planet with, like, six billion people... I don't believe there's only one that is my soulmate. I reckon there's more than one. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not saying, like, go and fucking shag them all, but... You know, like, I, I believe there's, there's, like, a few of them knocking around... And it's just a case of when you meet them, or how, or whatever. Um, it's always funny how the
1: one, or the soulmate... Always happens to live quite nearby to wherever that person is. Yeah. And is not, say, for example... In I Paris... Got, Oh, a servant in Mozambique, for example. Or whatever,
0: yeah, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I, I like the idea of the one, or a one, I should say. Um, whether or not that is also a dying art nowadays, I don't know. I think it's
1: very romantic to think about. You have this, a, a, a certain type of person of which there are only a few in the world.
0: I always, I've always, always, always thought to myself when that day comes i've met the one i will know instantaneously i will know and there have been a couple of girls in my life that you know they say the one that got away Mm. and there is one in particular that you know the one that got away Mm. but i don't know i do i do i do believe that one day i will meet this girl and i'll just instantly go it's you You're the one. What what would be
1: the... I don't know. What would be the sign that you would know it's the one? I don't know. Like...
0: Would it be a feeling going... Yeah, like... I don't know. Like, just like a... Like... So, even like the last few girlfriends I've had, I've not had that instant... Oh, my God. Like, you. Like, there's been like... It's like... I've met them. Then, you know, weeks or months down the line, I've gone... Actually... Kinda fancy a little bit. There's never been that instant. Oh my god, that's it. I don't know. Maybe it's like an old-fashioned thing. Maybe I'm just. Do you being fall fucking... head over heels in in love quite quickly with people? Annoyingly, yes. Yeah. my, so... my best mate tells me off for of that all the time. He's like, every time you meet a girl, you go fucking balls deep. Straight in. I mean, not. Well, no, no, yeah, I know I mean. what you mean. But you, you... I, I literally go all in, and it is. It's it's definitely to my detriment.
1: Yeah, but of course, because it it
0: obviously hurts that much that you invest yourself so much so quickly, right? Yeah. Um, And then when I have tried to kind of play it a bit cooler, Mm. I I remember this one girl, I met her and I was like, yeah, she seems quite nice. She's really attractive. Give it a go. Right. My mate goes, right, just chill out on this one, yeah. And I think I got so chilled out that I completely forgot about her. It's and then she felt ignored or even just like I wasn't really that interested in spending time with her and I wasn't sure if that was just me like pushing myself away from her or if she was boring or I don't know I don't know don't, clearly, don't take relationship advice from me no but it clearly wasn't meant to be though no, no. I mean it was probably right at the time but in you know, the grand scheme of things not so much
1: okay and would you do you still believe in the, the, the sort of uh, institutions of marriage and children, do you still have this, I don't know, very childlike... Um, Get married, for, have yeah, a Yeah, plan for life. Um, game game of life.
0: <laughs> it's a difficult thing to answer because, you know, I've gone this far in my life without ever being engaged, without you know, ever having a kid or whatever. Mm. So I, I don't know, like... I don't, I don't. know. Do you have a burning desire to further your seed? Honestly, not really. Okay. Like, if I'm like, if I met the one, and there was a deal breaker of I want kids, then yeah. sure, I reckon I'd be a good dad. But I'm in no rush for it. Like, but well, time, time's running out. You know, we're at this age now where people
1: are getting into relationships just. I mean, particularly women who have perhaps come out of divorces. Or um, just really have the burning desire to have a child who are purely getting into relationships just to satisfy that need. I mean, the body clock is ticking. I mean, if you
0: are that desperate for a child, I'm pretty sure. I don't don't even fucking know where I was going to go with that. I'm pretty sure. Abduct one. Yeah, just (laughs) adopt. Yeah, fuck it. No, I said abduct, but okay, adopt. Don't do that. Don't adopt children because that's not good. Um. I don't know. I think I think having a kid would be quite cool one day. Um, mm-hmm. But I've always had this thought of if I do have a child I want it to be with someone who I love more than fucking anything in the world. And I want this to be like an absolute parenting tag team duo. You want to be a solid relationship? Yeah. Like you, can I
1: ask you a personal question? Are your parents still uh, divorced altogether? Uh,
0: they were divorced
1: a long time ago. Right. But is that the reason why you would want to be there for the kids?
0: Does that lean back into um, it? I think it's more the fact, as as you and I are getting older, it's more and more difficult to meet someone who hasn't had kids. Oh, so you would
1: want to prefer to meet someone who hasn't had children? Yeah.
0: Like, if, like in an ideal world, I would like to meet someone who hasn't had kids so we can start our family. Okay. Like... I'm not saying I wouldn't, but the idea of jumping in halfway, like you know, if you meet someone who's got a six-year-old and they've got, you know, a dad, and there's like, there's always going to be that other man lingering around. I know that sounds tension as well, and I know that sounds like fucking jealousy or whatever. And maybe it is to a degree, but mm. I, I don't know. Like I, I, if I, if you know, in an ideal world, it would be. Me, her, and the kids. It right. would be me, her, the kid, and the dad from the previous relationship. And, you know, he's a fucking psycho and he's always causing trouble and blah, 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 blah. But
1: that's not really part of your relationship. But I understand. I understand where
0: you're coming from. That's still, but there you go. That is a little bit into my insight of what the fuck oh. I want in life. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, well, I've never had a
1: burning desire to have children, ever. Uh, mm, no. I, I, just, well, I, I just, haven't either. To I, be honest, I mean, I'm not emotionally stable enough to support a child. I can support a relationship, but I have no desire to bring another child into the world because I can't financially uh, support that person and give them a good life. Yeah. And I don't think I can emotionally support that that person. I, do
0: you know? What? I think it's really weird when people go, like, as soon as a kid's born, like this overwhelming feeling of love happens, and I just think, I don't know if I can love a child that much. Like, I don't think you'd know until you're in that position, yeah, though, right? That is true. That is very true. So, um,
1: so I, I, I was kind of thinking, I'm in a similar position to you. I don't want children. I never really have wanted children. I just want a really, really solid, rock hard relationship. And I would like to get married. Um, but I just want to dedicate all of my spare time and all of my free time and everything else to that other person. So, that to me is the perfect relationship. Yeah.
0: Um, I. I I just want someone who fucking gets me. (laughs) That would be nice. Um, To be fair, like, like, um, I I know that I'm not perfect. Mm. And then I know that things i need to work on yeah um i'll be the first to admit i can be incredibly selfish um and i'm an emotional bin bag
1: an emotional bin bag yeah
0: one of my exes called me an emotional bin bag
1: well shall we talk about the other subject that you wanted to talk about regards to being an emotional bin bag in your Um, own words
0: yeah, sure. So okay. this, well, this this is um oh you you're gonna press on your funky well, buttons now. Go yeah. on. Well, press, pr- introduce the subject and then I'll press the funky. So, button So um this is something I haven't really told. I think only one person knows. Two people two people know about this, but well, there'll be three, which will be me. Yeah, and then four,
1: which will be the one listener, listener that's yeah. left.
0: Yeah. Um, but one thing I did do over lockdown was I started um like, like counselling therapy
1: help i need somebody help not just
0: anybody help you know i need someone help. and how was that helpful you guys? um not as good as that jingle not gonna lie um so i i'll go into the background of it mm. so over lockdown um my anger levels have been really high now You've known me for the best part of a decade. I'm not normally an angry person. No, you're quite pacifist, really. Um, I, I literally... I just don't give a fuck. Yeah. So I can't... But recently, I've been getting really angry, like... Like, to the point where it's been... I would describe it as uncontrollable rage sometimes. Um, How does it manifest itself? Say that again. How does that rage manifest itself? Um. So it's normally... I, no, I noticed it a lot when I was at work. So I was getting like wound up at the sh- stupidest things like if I couldn't open the door Right. or like if I drop something and I would just fucking lose my shit and end up kicking something or like like typical teenager with for fuck's sake kick right, okay. or whatever and it was getting to the stage where I would say it was starting to affect not just my relationship but other relationships around me so I thought you know what I'm going to um, I've I've wanted to do like like see a counselor. I've w- I've been putting it off for years and years and years. And mm. one of those things I've always wanted to do because as a personal trainer, we go yeah, physical fitness, uh-huh. but it's very rare that we go actually mental health is just as important. So I thought right, I'll give it I'll give it a go um, because no one's no one's perfect, and everybody at some stage in their life would have experienced some form of um, like me- like mental breakdown or instability or whatever. So I did the I did the usual thing of uh, actually no I didn't do it. I was gonna say I did the usual thing of asking for recommendations but I didn't do that. What I did instead was I googled it, did some research, and I found two. So I went right okay they both offer um, one hour sessions for free as like initial consultations. I'll go to both of them told them about each other i was like right just let you know i am seeing another one hmm. just want to see how we get on how we interact blah 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 um and one was dr nick no <laughs> hi everybody I fucking love dr nick <laughs> if you just put simpsons references in this i'll love it forever um so one of them was a i would say she was about 60 years old and she was I could tell that she was, like, a bit of a hippie in her youth. Because um, it was like, right, we'll sit outside and do do this session. I was like, right, okay. It was a nice day. Um, and she had, a- she had a rescue dog, which I fucking loved. Mm-hmm. His name was Russell. wasn't um, a Jack Russell. It wasn't a Jack Russell. Uh. Um, and uh, the only thing I really remember for it was she was telling me about there are four main emotions. And if one gets overpowered, the other three... Get neglected, and I was like, "Well, kind of knew that." I can't remember what they all were now. Um, Then I went to see another guy, and he—I don't know—he just asked me more questions. I was like, "Fuck yeah, this guy, this guy's on it." So I chose him, and I was like, "Right, let's go." And I've had a couple of sessions with him, and it's been—fuck me—it's like getting a weight of the world off his shoulders. Yeah, like it really is. Yeah. I remember the first one I had, the next day I felt like a bit of a glum plum. I was like, fucking hell. But this is years and years of repressing stuff, right? Yeah. It's all coming out now. And it was like stuff I forgot happened from my youth. Like I just suddenly remembered. I was Mm. like, shit, yeah. Mm. Fucking hell. And it's just, yeah, just getting it all out has been quite nice. Yeah. And I always had this image in my head of like you go to therapy and you you know they you know you eventually unlock something from deep inside and then once you go blah that's it you're cured but obviously that's not how it works but then that's how it like comes across on TV programs and stuff but
1: the lies that TV feeds yeah. us yet again <laughs> but, but I
0: remember like I was having this really emotional conversation about my parents to like my therapist and then like at the end I was just like fucking hell I, I feel so Oh, literally like the weight of the world come off my shoulders and then i will carry on with my day fucking excellent
1: yeah and I guess that the, the, what I found with therapy so I've done therapy twice um, once was through my GP and once was uh, I was going out with someone at a time who suggested I should go and see a therapist because okay. lots of different reasons um, and um, I stopped going to the first one through my GP because um, when I was telling her stuff, she started crying. And I was Mm. like, really? You're a therapist. Surely you've heard worse than this before. I mean, it wasn't really, in the scale of things, it wasn't really that bad. But I looked at her and she was like, tears in her eyes, and she started crying. And I was like... That's not kind of what you need when you're
0: blaring out your soul,
1: I was like... "Uh, I'm not that bad surely. come on. And I never went back to her. And then the other one was a guy in Winchester um, who um, I saw on a regular basis once a week um, for quite a while. Um, And I stopped... Going because I couldn't. Uh, therapy is expensive. It, yeah, it um, is. if you don't earn a lot um, and you've had all your wages cut very recently, yeah, um, then it can be quite challenging. But it's um, the, the the person who encouraged me to do it said, you know, it's really important to work on yourself. And I think yeah. in the same way that you, as a PT, teach people to work on their physical uh, body, uh, yeah, I think I think working on your mental body is somewhat neglected. Absolutely, uh, and it can help when you have someone who's completely out of the equation. To tell all these things that's to.
0: another thing as well like i found it so easy being able to talk to this dude mm. that i've met on the internet mm. because it's his job not to judge me i can't have this conversation with my now um ex mm. because i constantly not no fault of their own but i just felt i was always being judged or i couldn't approach my parents about it or i couldn't talk to my friends about this because again there's Always act out of the back of your head. What if they judge me? What if they think so? The but also, they've known
1: you for a while and they know what you're like, and they will take other things like your history into account.
0: Yeah, this is true. Um, but yeah, I just, I just thought it's something I've always wanted to do, and I thought, right, now's the time to become a better human being. Uh-huh. And I've, it's made me learn a lot of things. Like, one thing I've learned in particular is, like, I always thought I was. The kind of guy that would let things go. Turns out I don't.
1: You bear a grudge, do you? I, I
0: always, I've always said I don't hold grudges. Appar- right. Apparently, I do. Apparently, I do. So one thing I've had to learn recently is to literally let these grudges go. So I've, yeah, I've been just let, like letting them go, or trying to get peace with it, and it's all, it's all very hippie, man. But. I wondered what that look in your eye was when I saw you last <laughs> and it was
1: because of that last roller I took of yours from 2011, wasn't it? Really? Oh, God, you that, you <laughs> oh, I thought you forgot about it.
0: No, no. never but, forget. But actually
1: what's really, really good about uh, working on your mental health as well is that um, it doesn't have to be expensive. There are other routes that you can take. So for example, like for your GP, you can do stuff like um, cognitive behavioural therapy, you can do self-learning yeah. uh, and they, those work for different things and different people people work in different ways yeah yeah. and i always always find that those i mean i wanted one-on-one um therapy counseling yeah um but um and i didn't want to share my thoughts in a wider group with cbt but no no, i didn't either but but that can work for other people um I, i find that this i don't have to put a front on when i go and see my counselor yeah Whereas, if I'm talking to my mates or my mum or whoever it may be that know me within my circle, um, there's always an element that you're trying to shield them or front yeah, yeah, yeah. to yeah, an I extent. Get that. Whereas, when you go there, you're naked almost. Your, yeah. your brain is naked in front yeah, of them.
0: It's, and- it's, li- it's literally like this dude has no fucking idea who I am. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it's almost like uh, cliched painting a blank canvas. You can kind of just do whatever and he can't rejudge really you or she. Um... But yeah, I've it's I, it's really fucking opened up my mind, man. It's it's also made me realise as well that I need to l- like live in the moment more. think you. Live in the moment. You strike me as a very uh, impulsive person. I am impulsive, but just like like in general, like, I just need to live in the moment. Like like I I will admit I'm the world's worst at being on my phone all the fucking time. Mm-hmm. And recently, I've made it my mission to cut my screen time down, mm-hmm. and I just appreciate things a lot more. Like last week, I went and watched the sunset. I would have fucking Instagram storied the shit out of that. I know. Just, I mean, admittedly, you out. I don't really use Instagram
1: that much, but admittedly, you are one of the. Not worst offenders, but the person who uses I, I Instagram use a lot, stories yeah. a lot, but it's part of your brand and it's yeah. part of your job and stuff. And I I I, underst- I
0: completely understand that. But then there's, there's got to be a point sometimes where I just have to just go, actually, I'm just going to live in the moment. Might just put my phone down and focus on something else. So I've been learning to do that a lot more as well. That's, uh, again, that's been, I don't want to say challenging, but there are moments where i'm just like my house is so fucking boring
1: your house yeah
0: like my my house which like, that's when okay. i then that's when i then go out and skateboard for like two and a half hours right and just forget the world
1: well that's that's surely a good thing
0: oh definitely
1: and it, i mean any I, I, but also i don't feel like if i do something like if i go Skateboarding or whatever it is. Uh, if I go on one of my walks, I don't feel personally, I don't feel the need to Instagram any of it. Oh, no, I'll no. take a few photos and then do a bit like a, a post going, Oh, this is my walk yeah. this week. But, but that's just my relationship with yeah, social yeah, media. Yeah. Whereas I guess my sort of Achilles heel is using things like Twitter. Uh, Yeah, see, I, I. You don't use, yeah. So this is my equivalent of your Instagram, is Twitter. Uh, Whereas I'm on there all the time, trying to stimulate conversation, talking, learning, yeah, 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 exactly. Um, And this is this is where I get all my little factoids and stuff from, and and interact (laughs) and interact with people, and that's what I I I find great interest and great joy with. But also, I sometimes need to go. Do you know what? I don't need to be witty and say something funny, Neil. Say something funny on Twitter and witty that loads of people retweet and like. And I'm just like, do you know what? don't need to do that today i don't i don't need to be i don't need to make myself something i'm not if i've got something to say i'll say it yeah yeah, Uh, yeah. but if i've got nothing to say why force it go and enjoy the world go and read a book go and watch a film go for a walk yeah um and actually that's the other thing that's really really helped my mental life is is my walks yeah Uh, you've probably seen it but I've, i've been going on these walks taking a beer with me and we've just been walking for about four five six miles not a huge amount and we've just been using the outdoors as our natural bar yeah. to try and have a chat um, in a socially distanced manner. And it's been so, so good because I don't like going to pubs because I get a bit angsty around pubs that I'm not familiar with yeah, and stuff yeah. like that. So. I anyway. think it's...
0: Um, I I mean, the amount of people that have started going on long walks and stuff during lockdown has been fucking marvellous. I just hope people keep up afterwards. I want to, definitely. I, um, at the very start, I was... Like do you remember right at the very start when we were allowed out for one walk for one hour a day? Yeah, one hour
1: exercise a day.
0: I would go out and I'd walk for a solid hour. But then as like the rules were laxed, I was like, Right, okay, I'll take my skateboard and go off for a bit. And now I just Yeah, like I'll go outside and just go, right, I'm gonna I don't know, skateboard around my town centre for a bit. I'll put my headphones in, I'll put either an audio book or I'll listen to, I don't know, like an old rap album I listened to when I was a fucking kid and just off I go. Phones, normally in my pocket. Um, I won't really look at it. Um, And again, just trying to live in the moment. Just, you know, seeing the sights.
1: It's funny how living in the moment, by your definition, is essentially just living from 30, 30 years ago, pre-phones.
0: Pretty much, yeah. (laughs) Like, but just like appreciating things, like, um, like just, even like stupid things, like, the fucking birds singing Uh-huh. Like, that's nice uh-huh. and all these little things like like again right at the start of lockdown like nature like I was noticing like fucking weird things like I saw a bunch of deer crossing the A303 mm-hmm. that would never happen before um went to a New Forest now obviously you're going to see loads of animals in New Forest but I saw more wild animal than I would normally have done it's just fucking weird love it yeah i I think i think sort of like in this tech
1: savvy world that we live in we we do sort of forget the best things in life really are free Um, yeah yeah,
0: this like again you not you you know put the nail on the head whatever but we live in a tech savvy world and i especially spent a lot of time in that tech savvy world and there are times where i should just go right phone down just yeah but what if you need to bring an ambulance what if you need to do what if you need to take a photo of something I mean, if I need to take a photo of something, all right? Cool. Stop. Take a picture. And move on. <laughs> Don't then spend half an hour fucking face tuning it, putting a filter, filter on it. Yeah, yeah. Fucking hell! Like, yeah. I could have a rant about filters in general, but we we will not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Not not today. Um,
1: but what about leaving the phone at home completely and just going out on one? Um, Is
0: that a step too far for you? It, I wouldn't say it's a step too far. Like I'd be more than happy to do it. I just know that the one time I do it will be the one time I fucking kill myself. Or I do something really stupid and I do need to phone an ambulance and I can't. <laughs> Prime example before I start the story, never Instagram and skateboard at the same time. But I was skating to um, to the gym the other day and I thought, oh I'll make a cool little story about this. Recorded the story. Put my phone sorry, my phone was still in my hand. Hit a um, hit a pebble, and I went fucking flying, literally Superman off my skateboard. I would say a good meter, two meters down the road, mm. whack straight into the pavement. Um, my this happened like a week and a half ago. My wrist here mm. still feels a bit bruised. I've got a massive like it's now scabbed over. Chris got, is now pointing above his left kneecap. Um, that. Like there was blood everywhere. I grazed my shoulder. Like, I, like, in the grand scheme of things, it was nothing major. But if I'd hit my head on the pavement, for example, that could have been, fuck, I need an ambulance. And what's the lesson here, Chris? I can wear a helmet. Or don't fucking Instagram and skate at the or same don't time. don't Instagram and skate at the same time. Yes, correct. Fucking correct. hell. But do you know what I mean? Like the one time I leave my phone at home, that'll be the time where I like, need it or whatever. Um Alternatively, let's look at it on the positive side.
1: Let's put a positive spin on this. Yes. Let's. Someone tries to mug you. Yeah. Then at least they'll only just take
0: your wallet because your phone's at home. Do you know what? <laughs> if someone nicks my phone, fine, let them have it. They don't know my fucking password. They don't know. They don't know my Face ID. My phone is going to be fucking useless to them. If anything, it's just going to inconvenience my insurance company. I'll we'll have to phone them up. Nick it, mate. I don't care. <laughs> If anything, I'll be more pissed off. I've got to carry my wallet because I do everything on Apple Pay. Oh yeah, that's a good point. Like, like honestly, I today is the first time I've put my wallet in my pocket. I would say for a good month. Just don't really take it anywhere. Um, Which is weird because I would have never left the house without my wallet beforehand. Now I'm more than happy to yeah to leave our home. Similar I'll... position. I was stopped in Marks and Spencers a couple of weeks ago. Um,
1: For alcohol, um, uh, the gentleman in question, who was probably nearly pensionable age, said to me, um, do you have any ID? And this was a point where I was wearing a mask, obviously, indoors as well, Um, at which point I said, I don't carry my wallet with me anymore uh, because I never get asked. And also money. Yeah. Well, no, look at me, mate. And he was like, judging by your voice and the way you look, I don't think you're old enough to buy this. I'm going to have to take it away from you. And I said, "Uh, what if I said if I was the manager of this place 12 years ago? and he was like still I'm going to have to take it away from me I was like okay I get you're trying to do your job and stuff yeah. that's fine so I went on my way but it's just you know that's the only reason why I would keep a wallet with me
0: I years ago I would have been chuffed if I got ID'd for beer now I just find it annoying <laughs> like really fucking annoying like, like you said like literally mate look at my beard like there's a big fucking grey well the thing out. is I wanted to show him my beard but I had yeah, the yeah, mask take... on so I, I was like I can't take my mask off either Whilst we're on that subject, yes. how are you finding this world of having to wear masks in the shops? Fine, it's a bit like Aladdin. I c- I've
1: never... Yeah, okay. Or being in a Middle Eastern country. Yeah, I'm try- I I trying get to get that. on the vibe of like, so you haven't been to the Middle East, right? Uh, no. No, okay. so. But I have seen Aladdin. Yeah, so it's like the, being in a yeah. Middle Eastern bazaar where you've got everyone else in in headscarves and covered up modesty uh, faces I don't mind it I'm okay with it I'm okay with
0: it as well the only thing I'm not okay with is and if anyone out there has done this as well I feel your pain you go to your local big supermarket you're about to do a week shop now me being me I park as far away from the front door as possible to get those extra steps in because I'm a personal trainer and I practice what I preach so I get out of my car (laughs) I do like the Do you also carry all your shopping in two baskets rather than yeah. pushing a trolley? No, uh, no. Just to get your no, your reps in no, on your no, arms. Do no, some don't extensions. do that. Extensions. <laughs> um, but I walk all the way to the front of Tesco's, marching away. Yeah. The Only one I got to the front door I was like I left my fucking mask in the car, haven't I? Right. I had to go all the way back to my car to get my mask, then walk all the way back again. It's just annoying. But apart from that, I don't mind it. Oh, and the glass is steaming up thing. That's quite annoying. Yeah, that but, is
1: quite annoying. I've come across that. But
0: it is what it is. I don't mind it. Look. I if don't I, mind it either. If I'm
1: protecting myself and I'm protecting other people, that's fine. It's only indoors. It's yeah. not like I don't have to take... Do you, mate, at the end of the day, if you're indoors and you're doing some shopping, for example, you have your list in front of you. You get what you want. Bang, 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 bang. Yeah. Job and you're done. out. Yeah. If you want to browse around and mill about and whatever else and fanny around, that's your prerogative. Yeah. But don't, don't get annoyed the fact that actually you're being made to mandatory wear a mask and I think... Don't have a problem with it.
0: I think it shows a good judge of character... People, well, not a good judge of character. It shows your character rather if you are one of these cunts <laughs> that um, <laughs> that kicks off a stink about COVID rules um, like kicking off having to wear a mask. I was in the gym the other day um, and one of the rules of the gym is do not train in pairs. Like... Um, okay fair enough like two people yeah they don't train together and, not like a conference and the reason. guy and the guy and the girl were like yeah but we live together it's like look mate it's, it's the rule alright don't, don't be a cunt about it just do it oh but we, we live together so fucking what it's it's not like the gym have imposed this rule to you know dis- to inconvenience you the government are telling us to do this we literally can't fucking do anything about it just do it just fucking do it and the world will be a better place i wear my face mask because i have to That's i just i i,
1: I think that the, just the fact that people are inconvenienced to just get some people's so nerves. like a free country i can do what i want i've always done what i want why am i doing something different now and i'm like there's it's, a bigger picture and there's a bigger world and i think that speaks like you said to that person that individual is that they're a very selfish individual
0: yeah, like, like i could happily spend the rest of the evening talking about my views on COVID-19. I won't, but I could. But the fact remains, wear a face mask, all right? Yep. And wear a cool one if you can as well. I've just got a plain black Adidas one. I've got a Just Type one because I'm that cool.
1: Because you're
0: so... Because
1: I'm 24, whatever <laughs> <laughs> Because you're,
0: yeah, 24. But Isn't, still... Is
1: Just hype. a cool thing? I don't know.
0: Um, I don't. I still subscribe to the email list. Okay, I don't even
1: know what they're like. Are they like the Adidas and Nike? I don't know. No. Okay. Um, High-tech.
0: Gola. There's nothing wrong with high-tech or Gola. Well, they used to be back in the Uh, day. Um, Umbro can fuck off, though. (laughs) Right, Umbro's never been cool, I think. (laughs) Um,
1: If you were a football fan back in the day, I think it was.
0: Yeah, I've never been into football. Mm. Never. Mm. I just don't. don't get it.
1: Um, I've I mean things have got to drop in your life when you get into music and film and stuff and sport has been one of the things that's just fallen off the margin now Chris as a PT let's bring this back to Ooh, okay. like as what uh, your your job is I guess um, uh-huh. I have incredible like I said I get nervous when I'm going to new pubs and stuff I'm, I'm really nervous about going back to the gym okay why shouldn't I be nervous um or should I be nervous no you definitely shouldn't be nervous for a start um so, I have anxiety that I'm going to do the wrong thing and get told to off in front of everyone and be very embarrassed.
0: If you're following the rules, that won't happen. So, you she should, you should be fine. Um, you shouldn't be nervous about going back to the gym. And I'll tell you why. Because fucking Boris went, let's open the pubs first. And there are dickheads getting pissed and having fights and breaking social distancing and blah, blah, blah. Either way, I've only been to one gym since they've all been reopened and that's my local Pure Gym. And um, in in my opinion, this is not a dig at Pure Gym or the gym itself, um, but their max capacity is 117. To my knowledge, every time I've been there, it's been nowhere near capacity, but I still feel at times it is a little bit easier than i'd like it to be but that's just my personal preference okay um but like they've marked out squares on the gym floor so they're like two meters by two meters so you've got plenty of room to grab your bits and do your workout away from everyone else um like fucking give them credit credit's due they're cleaning non-stop most people i mean they should have been doing this anyway but most people are thoroughly clean their equipment afterwards I mean, should I... uh, So, I I, I sweat quite a bit when I go back to the gym. Oh, dude, so do I.
1: But I don't tend to uh, get the paper towel and squirty bottle and and, and wipe everything down. I wipe... This is going to sound grim now, actually, in this modern climate.
0: Yes, it is.
1: (laughs) But um, I have a flannel with me. Okay. Um, The only sweat that I'm getting on the machine is from my hands, gripping the sides. I'm not dribbling sweat over the panels or anything else like that. Um, should I be getting a, going and getting a bit of paper towel and squaring it? Yeah, down
0: Yeah, um, especially in the in this climate we're in now, I've definitely. But should I do so. that even for like the weighted
1: machines, for example?
0: Yeah, like just for like the. So I think the, my thought process is: any part of the machine I touch, I will wipe down. So, like the chest press machine, for example, I'll yeah. wipe the seat, the back support, the pin if I've moved it, and the handles. Just give them. You don't need to like. You know, fucking thoroughly clean them. Just a little bit of spray on a cloth. Wipe, wipe, wipe. Job done. That's Some, all you need to do. No more mucky flannel over there. I mean, you could you could bring a sweat rag if you want, but just, yeah, just give it a little clean. Okay. It's it's, it's just, even before COVID-19, it's just a bit of courtesy, like...
1: Oh, yeah, I would never leave it sweaty, but I think pre-COVID, I think oh, it just, wasn't as frowned upon just to... If you've got your sweat rag oh, yeah, yeah, on, like, just to give wipe the seat, it was, was okay.
0: The one that really fucked me off, and people who sweat all over the treadmill and then leave it you grubby cunt wipe it down like there was there was one dude in my old gym who would do like like a two hour run every morning now running for two hours you're going to sweat like a motherfucker and the bits on the side they get covered in sweat and he would just get up and leave I'm like mate come on did you ever tell him all the fucking time and he, didn't do it. he never did it to the point where I said to the gym manager, "Can we bar him?" Right. And they never did it. That annoyed See, me. See that that that's beyond the pale, it's, really. It's just fucking rude, man. Like it takes two seconds to squ- you know squirt, squat, 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 wipe, wipe, job done. I'm not asking you to fucking. I'll answer that. My, my phone is ringing, but I'll answer it momentarily. It's right. Um. Yeah, just fucking wipe, wipe it down. Like, leave it the way that you would expect it to be left. Like, if you turn up to a gym and everything was covered in sweat and dust and shit like that, you, would, you wouldn't stand for that. So just give it a little wipe. It keeps everyone happy. Like, even now, like... <laughs> That's a motto for life. Give it a little wipe and everyone's... Be happy. Yeah. Like, I even clean the bars and the plates after I've done my squats and deadlifts never did that before but I think it's a time thing as well it is a time so. thing yeah Um and it's one of those things I kind of hope carries over I'll tell you one thing that does need to carry over have mm-hmm. you been to Wagamama's no because there's always a massive queue outside and I've got no one to go with hello anyone who's listening who wants to go um, with? I will go to Wagamama's Thank with you, you. any um, but in Wagamama's they now have dividers on the tables they need to fucking stay forever oh well, rather than the long sort of yeah, so canteen rather, benches yes yeah, so rather than that they now have div- like two or three dividers so like so you actually have proper booths yeah I even said to the waitress these need to stay afterwards because these are fucking brilliant I love this
1: unless you're in a group bigger than four I guess
0: but then they're removable
1: oh okay so you can just take them off and that's cool that's cool
0: I don't know why they did that to
1: begin with Uh, because it's Japanese and Japanese tend to eat in like communal benches
0: right fair enough
1: that's the Japanese way okay but I, I get it
0: I get it. That's amazing. It makes sense. It is. It uh, but is yeah, well, I'll hold you to the Wagamamas at some point. Mate, any time. I love Wagamamas. The Grilled Duck Donberry. I'm not okay. sure if I pronounced it properly. I don't give a fuck. But it's really nice. <laughs> um, Neil, let's wrap things yeah, up. Yeah, let's um, wrap up. Because rather lamely, I have to go to bed because it's 10 o'clock on a Saturday uh, normally we would be starting DJing in about an hour's time until three in the morning. Yeah, I know, it's weird, right? Yeah. I don't think I've been up past midnight for like four or five months.
1: No, that's fine. I I, I respect your bedtime,
0: Chris. Um, I, I, I need to do it. Yeah, no problem. can't do it. Although I do fancy playing Warzone when I get home. No. No, I'm not right. going no, go to. No, I'll play it tomorrow night. You're going to get to bed. Um, Neil, do you want to plug any of your projects, social media um
1: i've really got yeah i've got nothing to plug apart from the fact that if you are interested in film um one of my things is i run a site called film seekers and a podcast called film seekers that's film seekers all one word you can find it on apple and stuff and basically the idea is to get uh, encourage people to uh, seek out films that they wouldn't normally watch try and break down some of the uh, contentious issues within those films but also try and make it seem less intimidating so for example uh, we dip into uh, Bollywood films we dipped into Japanese films uh, we like Tampopo for example and uh, there are lots of films that we go through that at, at first you might be you know a bit trepidatious to kind of tackle and would rather watch a marvel or a star wars film uh, but oh, my- i would
0: much rather watch a marvel or a star not the most recent star wars movie that was dog shit but, but perhaps if you
1: listen to my podcast chris you would be interested enough to give something a go
0: what was that film you told me to watch ages ago I cannot remember was, that, was it like bear or something it was had a really short title bear, no i can't remember it wasn't bear. um i i did try to find it and i found it and i was like i'm not paying 12 quid for this okay fair enough but anyway <laughs> i you know that's what that's the kind
1: of thing i come up against so if anyone wants to follow me uh, the only place you can really follow me at the moment is on uh instagram at filmseekers or you can follow me on twitter at filmseekers or at neil Ramji on twitter as well um and if you add me and you instigate some sort of conversation i am always ha- to reply to you and point you in the right direction or give you some advice and some conversation so whatever yes I'm there I'm, I'm you know and if there's uh, any amorous sort of connections going on um, sadly I'm not on any form of social media that can um, ameliorate that sort of thing so get in contact with Chris I guess um, but anyway yes thank you Chris for having me on your podcast All right, it, more,
0: more than welcome it's been uh, it's been nice not talking about fitness for quite we long. a bit yeah a little bit but you know we've Delved into my subconscious and well, we we, we, we how we're we, old farts, we are old farts, we are fair. so old farts. You're hovering your fingers over the sample no, was, buttons again. I was
1: waiting for you to close out, Chris.
0: Um, I pretty much did it all at the start. So, Instagram, I am Chris McKeegan PT, um, website, I am Chris On my Instagram, there is a link in my bio. If you click on that, you can subscribe to my emails. You can also listen to my previous podcasts um guests have include um uh, my mate ryan andrews who's been on there multiple times um charlie patrick who is a salisbury pt um a guy called adam phillips who uh, we talk about money and how to save it um and i can't really remember who else i've had i think that's probably it oh and obviously neil um He's been my favourite so far with oh, this professional setup. Yeah. This is probably going to sound fucking amazing when I upload it. It, it will sound amazing. So I've I have no idea how the fuck I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it on my laptop and then do it from there. I don't know if I'll just cry. I know I normally just record it straight into my phone and upload straight from my phone. So this um, is this is a bit technical, isn't it? But it's. probably but, going to sound amazing. I'm wearing headphones and everything. <laughs> um, but yeah, if yeah, just I'm always open. So if you want to send me a message, I. Do reply most of the time, unless you're that weird fucker on my Instagram who keeps sending me weird shit and they're not telling me who you are. Who the fuck are you? Stalker, mate. I, I, I haven't. It's one of those ones where the username has given me a lot of clues, but I still don't know who it is. And I've okay. asked, I've asked, who are you?
1: And they haven't said. Anything. They haven't
0: responded. I'm like. Oh just that strikes me as a bit creepy it is a little bit but I kind of don't want to block them because I do want to find out who it is um, but anyway um, but yeah Neil thank you very much it has thank been you. emotional hopefully we'll get to DJ at some point in 2020 probably not fingers crossed rather than fingers crossed. virtual um, but if you do happen to go into Cluedo Inc or Inc Cluedo I don't know which way around they've rebranded recently so Cluedo uh, at Cluedo on it's Instagram w- it's one or the other but um Neil and I submit virtual DJ sets once a week so if you do go in on a Friday and Saturday night you will still hear us and see us just not in person. Yeah. And the footage will probably be massively out of time because we recorded the actual footage about three weeks
1: ago? Yeah, three or four weeks ago. My hair's grown like ten foot since then. That so. fucking
0: t-shirt I'm wearing not not flattering at all. <laughs> not not flattering in the slightest. Oh, Chris. I, um, so in the video I'm wearing a really oversized Baggy white t-shirt, um, thinking oh, you know it'll be really hot. It'll be yeah, you know, uh, it'll be practical. Didn't think of how I look on fucking camera. I look huge. But anyway, I'm just okay. r- rambling now. Okay. Um, thank you for listening to the podcast. Um, episode three. I am gonna have Tamara Lloyd, um, PT from Kingsworthy Um, and we, again, we'll just be chatting shit. Um, and going from there. But thank you very much, it has been a delight and Neil was about to press some buttons.